Podcast. I'm Lauren Tossi. And I'm Ryan Tossi. Lauren, are you ready for some football? I'm just mad at you right yeah. now. <laughs> I feel like right off the start, you and I are coming at this with very different energy yes, this if, episode. If you're familiar with um, 90s animated classic, Daria... That's my vibe today. I'm like reaching for the volleyball, but not really. <laughs> and I'm like 90s high school athlete Ryan, like jacked up. Let's go. I'm jacked up on Mountain Dew. Lord, it's Super Bowl weekend. It is Super Bowl weekend. The Green Bay Packers versus the Buffalo Bills. Here we go. Shh, podcast audience, don't tell him about what actually is happening on Sunday. Is it the Buccaneers and the Buffalo Bills? Yay. Seriously, podcast audience, he's super delusional about All this. Right. Just play along. the Buccaneers and the Chiefs. No one cares about the Super Bowl on Sunday. <laughs> I've declared it. I have decided as a nation we don't care about this matchup. Nah, I'm back to it. I'm okay. I don't know how much I care about the game, but I'm excited to watch it. I had about three days that I pouted after the Bills lost, and I went... Pouted? You were (laughs) sullen. Not watching the game. (laughs) You really did. You boldly declared for the first time in your life you were not going to watch the Super Bowl, and I thought, this won't last, but it's scary that he's saying it. I I thought it, and then, you know, a week went past. Maybe that's why they have that two-week gap now, for those of us that are fans, that we can recover. (laughs) So you can get back on board. We can get back on board. I also felt like what was going to really pull you back in was the fact that you could have another weekend of like tailgate football themed food can't argue there that's what the, that's what i'm not i'm that guy now like i'm the i'm there for the commercials i'm there for the food guy yeah and i mean honestly the you know immaculate cuisine of tampa bay was really giving me a wealth of things that i can pull from this weekend Kansas city barbecue but that's fine yeah daniel andrews i'm not my menu is going to be if you if you want some chips and dip and maybe some mildly reheated wings i've got you covered however i do love coming up with a themed cocktail recipe and i shall be doing so for this episode you may have noticed i did this for our previous episode seven and i think this is maybe some a new territory we're going to be opening up for the podcast you got a good cocktail to go right with seven you couldn't go wrong with that it does seem like a weird movie to make like a it was a damn good drink though thank you i was very proud of that that's one. the thing over quarantine you have become a really good mixologist thank you i don't know that i'm good but i pour heavy <laughs> so i think i drink too i'm like these are the best drinks ever that's the strategy folks just put a lot of booze in it and some fruit juices so, uh, yeah, so I'm going to be doing a recipe this week. Uh, check out our Instagram at How Could You Podcast to see the cocktail that pairs with our episode this week where we're going to be talking about, I'm sure you could have figured out, football, football movies. movies. Yes, we're going to do, we are going to focus in right on football and that's it, not sports. But everybody, who, even if you're not a football fan, a lot of people love sports movies. Oh, there's nothing like a good sports yeah, movie. Yeah, and even football films. Like, people get really into them, and they're like, they could care less about Sundays, but you get a good football movie or a good any sports movie, and they are engrossed, and they love it, and everybody comes out generally pumped up. Yes, and, and, and feeling like the power of being involved in sports makes a lot more sense. The you know, And it, you really get to go on some emotional journeys and a lot of times even when it doesn't end well like when you know the big game isn't won at least you kind of get to see people like attempt something towards their dreams in in very reasonable ways and oftentimes with like a lot of personal emotional growth so it's always like really fun to watch a football movie it always makes you cry a little bit like yeah generally a good sports movie should have all of that little bit of laughter 
a good cr- a little bit of cry, a good feel good moment. Yeah. A montage. A montage. Oh, you have to have a good sports montage. Yes. Music is so key, right? Oh, completely. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and a lot of films, a lot of genres of film that you can talk about, like, where the music becomes key, but you need that right song, a quick cutting montage. It just, it makes or you feel like... Or a good score. One or, of the yes. two. Yes, you gotta it, have one of the two. It makes you feel like you're in it. Before we get started, though, into the actual films themselves, let's know your world of football. Like, what, where, how'd you come into it? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Do you have a team? What's your feeling on it? So I am nowhere near as devoted of a football fan as you are. I grew up in a in a household that loved football. Um, season ticket holders for the New York Football Giants since the seventies. Very very devoted fans of the Giants. Um, and I loved football for the atmosphere. Was really my interaction with it because I liked the food, the revelry. I didn't really go to a lot of football games until I was in high school when that was like kind of the Friday night activity. You walk around the track, you kind of watch yeah. the game, you know, like the right. whole thing. Like football at Becca was a big deal. As, as a lot of high schools, it's a very big deal. So that was kind of my interaction. And I liked college football. I loved rooting for Notre Dame, uh, fighting Irish. Um, so that was kind of, I didn't really have though, like, a huge team. My family was, still are very big fans of the Giants. And then you and I started dating and it was kind of, I don't know, I felt like it was necessary. I needed to learn more (laughs) about it. I say this in the most loving way. You were pretty intense about it in a really loving way. at a very heightened time of the fandom. I won't lie. Um. Because I'll never forget, because like, and, and, and this is, you know, my interests are multi and varied, and I always loved sport. I, I loved soccer. Um, I loved ice hockey, and I loved watching football games, but I never like, really invested time into understanding it's sport. It's funny, though, because you talked about Becca, which is your high school, Bethlehem Catholic. So you went to a Catholic school with a great football team. So it's surprising that you didn't get more into it because of that. I was into it because, like... Because I think they were really good at that time, Yeah, right? they were. Uh, it was kind of in the golden age, no pun intended, were the golden High school though, football. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's... Uh, here's the thing. I was into it as far as, like, if... And it's kind of like a lot of sports with me. If I'm there, I am very much someone who gets sucked into the atmosphere of it, um, but I'm not devoted. If you put on a game, I'll get sucked in, but I won't ever seek it out myself. Like, right. I enjoy it... When I'm in, uh, when I'm in the situation. So you, you, you came into my life and that was the height of our, so my, my history with football is a little funny. So actually, and this is why I love the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl. I actually got really into it because of the Super Bowl. Oh, interesting. Um, like I'm sure I watched games before, but the biggest ones I remember is the Cincinnati Bengals 49 or Super Bowl. And I was so hooked after that. And I became a football fan, uh, became a Buffalo Bills fan. Just randomly, you know? <laughs> uh, my family was, uh, my parents were Eagles fans, so we always had that fandom. My dad was awesome. He always rooted for the Eagles. You mean and the Beagles? The Beagles, yes. So, you know, growing up, we had two favorite teams. So, and then we actually ended up having season tickets for the Eagles. So, as long as they weren't playing, I was as huge an Eagles fan as I was a Bills fan. And I still do root that hard for oh, the Eagles. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's just, the Bills are my heart, right? Like, Oh, no, and everybody knows but me. You You came into my life and we were season ticket holders for the Eagles, like all in. And here comes 
this giant's family. <laughs> I honestly, I, I didn't fancy myself a rebellious teenager, yeah. but I think the moment I started rooting for the Eagles was the most rebellious thing I ever did. I always love though your your dad and your brothers, you know, bond and the oh, love for the Giants, beautiful, and, and beautiful it was cool. Thing. Like you know, I, I know I, I'm not into the whole rivalry thing. Except the much. Cowboys, the Cowboys suck. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's kind of our backgrounds with football. Yeah. And, and since then, you know, it's it stayed with it every Sunday and always been kind of that. It's a fun structure for the fall. And I always remember like very fondly, we would go to rookies and I wouldn't understand plays. So you would like take out like the salt and pepper shakers and the ketchup and explain to me rookie how football works. sports bar, you mean. Yeah, yes. rookie sports <laughs> bar. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just, it's a fun atmosphere to be around. The Super Bowl feels like a really lovely event. Like normally for us, we're starting to focus on awards season during this time. <laughs> So, like, I find it to sometimes be this profoundly distraction. Yes, since being with you, I've become more of a fan, I think, of the Oscars. You get really jacked up for the Oscars, though. But, you know, all fun. Like, you and I don't, we don't miss a beat to find something to celebrate. So well, that's I mean, the truth. We're all in, yeah, so. we like a good event. And, and I love the event of the Super Bowl. I like the coverage all day. I like how excited you get. I know how much the Super Bowl means to you um, and the connection you have with your dad with the Super Bowl. So it's like, it's always fun to get to watch you yeah. be like a kid that whole That was always our up. dream. Our big bucket list was, always, you know, quote unquote, was going to be go to the Super Bowl. Like, we always wanted to do that. And so. I fear for our bank account the day the Bills <laughs> Make it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. So, but that's that. Not everybody's a football fan. We know that. Um, but a lot of people are fans of football movies, as you had mentioned. Yeah, at the top exactly. Of the show. So, so that kind of brings us into the show this week, and it's going to be a little more of your clip show, just talking about different you know, football films throughout history and kind of our favorites, yes, right? Yes, our favorites, not necessarily the best, right. not a deep dive into the history, just some films maybe to check out this weekend yeah, to get you hyped up exactly. for the Super Bowl. Just the ones that connect with us for whatever reason, and we we have favorites, and, and we will put on and just really love, and we we hope everybody else checks them out, right? I mean, most of these, I'm sure most people yeah, have seen. I'm, I'm and so like sure. all of our shows, spoilers up front, we will be talking about these movies in depth, so, you know, if you hear a movie that you haven't seen and want to, maybe just skip past that part so you don't get anything spoiled while we talk about it. So, Ryan, how are we going to choose who goes first? Well, I mean... Here's the thing, like, the only thing you can do to start who's going to go first is your ceremonial coin toss. <laughs> and, and like every good Super Bowl, we have a very special person to come in and flip the coin. Vice President Dan Quayle is here on oh the How Could You Podcast. The what is wrong with you? <laughs> no? No, he's not no. here? No, oh. he's not here. He's All not right. here, Ryan. So I guess I'm stuck flipping the coin. Go ahead. But yes, we're going to go. What we did was we actually went and drafted our teams. Yes. Um, so you'll notice there's no overlap, and that was intentional. So we do know what we're going to be talking about a little bit. We just don't know how we're going to, you know, we'll get into the conversations from there. But we didn't want to, you know, have three of the top same favorite films so we ended up drafting out and going and saying hey this is going to be I'm going to pick this one then you pick this one and we kind of went back until we had our top five each and so yeah we're going to go with that and decide who goes first with their number one draft pick film. Um, we're going to do the coin toss here. So Lauren. Well, wait, so do I get to call it because my team's been to the Super Bowl the most recently? Actually do, I would, we're going to flip the coin here. <laughs> All right, you call it in the air? Yeah. Heads. Tails it is. 
I'm you know so what? Upset. We're going to defer to the second half. Oh, no. We're going to kick the ball. I'm curious who had the prop bet on this. Yeah. To know. <laughs> I also had a nice Texas coin, which I feel is very fitting here. It really is. <laughs> Wait, so if you're kicked, does that mean I go first? Yeah, Sports. you're going to go first. Sports. <laughs> uh, so we decided. You can tell that we've been really thought all this out. We've really talked this one out. Um, so for our list, what we're going to do is we're going to start with our number ones um, instead of holding them to the end. So um, my number one favorite football movie movie is the 2000 classic, Remember the Titans. Well, we just got into that, huh? Yeah. No build-up. No build-up. Like, you don't need that with No national movies. anthem? <laughs> no God Bless America? I don't know if you guys have noticed, he's really committing to the theme of the episode. <laughs> in a way in which we did not prepare, so I am not ready. I don't have the vibrato to sing the national anthem. All right, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, so, so Let's I go back get, to this. All right. I will go back to On the, the clock, Lauren Tassi, <laughs> with the first pick of this... How could you podcast number one film? It is. The film I already said. Remember the Titans. Uh, so I, there are a thousand reasons why. First off, I just love this movie so much. Um, it's, you know, and listen, it does the Disney thing where it is based on a true story. But we know a lot of liberties are taken because it's obviously a film. And, and that's going to be quite a theme with some of the films I'll talk about. Um but I just love it. It's feel good. It's there to me is no more inspirational or person I would want to follow into battle than Coach Boone, um, you know, played by Denzel Washington. It's a story that has to deal with a lot of layers in terms of because of the time period set in dealing with segregation, dealing with prejudice. Um, and, and it's a movie that really approaches it from a few different dynamics, from family dynamics, the inter relationships, interpersonal relationships of the students involved, um, the different approaches to it, the bravery, you know, that's associated with, you know, walking into environments um, that are going to be adversarial. And to me, it really comes down to one scene. And it's the scene where Coach Boone wakes them up in the middle of the night or the wee hours of the morning and makes them run to Gettysburg. Like to me, there is nothing like that scene. And I used to, so in my first like few years of teaching, um, you know, homecoming week is such a big deal in high schools. And I would, the day of the pep rally, we would watch Remember the Titans because I just felt like everyone's so hyped up for the pep rally to begin with and it all has to do with sports. And to me, what are, what better movie to put on because the story um, is, is so amazing. It's so inspirational, the relationships that are built. And there are a lot of sad moments in this movie like we talked about at the top of this. Like you want kind of that emotional resonance throughout, but you leave it inspired. You leave it with joy. It's funny. Um, there are a lot of, great like kind of ways in which the side characters are built so they don't feel one-off but you feel like they've been kind of given their due oh, yeah there's obviously the closer focus stories um the relationship between the coaches it's really it's honestly it's an amazing amazing movie i could put it on at any time it just makes me feel good and to me it's it's a perfect sports movie it's everything i want in a sports movie period and without a doubt it's my favorite football movie yeah i mean this is probably the movie that we would have agreed on the most, I think, with our draft. And you fought, like, no questions. Like, I am getting this. You were like, put it down. And I couldn't argue with that. I may not have done you the episode. Passionate about I may it. not have done the episode if you didn't let me But I, I don't disagree with anything you're saying. It's a fantastic film. Um, it, Denzel Washington is amazing. I love Will Patton as Coach Yost. I think he is just awesome in the film. So yeah. both of those men and how they come together and they coach, like, I'm, like, with you. Like, Well, there's those... that great line that Coach Yost has when the boys are, like, well, we're, you know, trying to, like, stand up for him. He's, like, don't do 
this. Like, and you can tell, like, he, he doesn't, there's a set, a really, like, true sense of, like, how, like, the dynamics of leadership and how impactful leadership is in changing young minds and making them kind of, like, open up and understand and kind of come out with a better understanding. And, like, and, and, and I love, the thing I love about Coach Yost and Coach Boone is they don't have the same ways of leading. No, exactly. And that's yeah. something that's really, it's a really cool dynamic of showing, like, kind of that collaboration. And I, I obviously I've never been, I mean, I've been a debate team coach, um, but I've never been an athletics coach. And, <laughs> and so, but I just, I really love that relationship. I love that interplay. There's just so many cool things. And I mean, it does, it just hits you with all the feels. Yeah. Denzel, it's probably his best role. I mean, yeah. or, let me rephrase that favorite role. Yes. Um, because yeah. he's you know, so good. Um, again, kind of talking about Will Patton, you know, it's, um, his relationship with his daughter is so well done throughout the movie, and Hayden Benatari is excellent in it. Yeah. Um, and then you just start talking about, like, what you said, all these supporting actors in it. Yes. I mean, you know, everybody is so good in it. I mean, you got Ryan Gosling at his earliest, who's hilarious. He's so funny. He's really funny. But that's kind of, you said about that, with the funny aspect of it, because to me... <laughs> Dude, the terms cruel and unusual punishment <laughs> mean nothing to you. That's the other thing. I could quote that movie for days. Yeah. The summer, or the... Um, the training camp part of it is probably uh, the best. Yeah. The coming, and that's where you're getting your montages. That's where you're getting your humor, but also your, you know, your strife. So it's... Ethan Suplee is great in Ethan Suplee is so good. Yeah. I mean, you got Sunshine. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. You got yeah. good music throughout. Yeah, it's really great music. It's a great yeah. soundtrack for the 60s. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a great movie. It's a great sports yeah. movie. Yeah. A great movie, period. And you can't, I mean, it's definitely Disney-fied. Um, yeah, the story obviously is but altered. Who but who cares? Yeah, I like, don't that's know. That's what I want. I, you know... But yeah, so I mean, anything else you want to talk about? Remember the Titans? No, I, I think, think honestly we've covered it. Like it's it's a great sports movie, and and you know certainly I think if we were doing a full episode about this, we would get into a lot of the details. And I think a lot of these films have really interesting production histories, why they become so significant, why they kind of stand the test of time, why they're the best explication of like sports films. Um, but I think today is going to be an all passion, all guts kind of story, which yeah. is the Super Bowl you would have gotten if the Buffalo Bills were in it. <laughs> Um, you're welcome for Hammering that. Hammering that one home, I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I, I think what makes it a really successful film, uh, you know, is even a longer conversation. What makes it a great sports movie is, I think, the things we've already highlighted. So what's your number one? Okay. And and we should, just to clarify, and I think it's been known, but these are our favorites. So we're going backwards on this. Usually we go from our least to our favorites. Uh, not least, but the lower. Like the lower Yeah, end. but these yeah. are our top ones. We just yeah. wanted to get, we wanted to get those number one picks right out of the bat um my number one and i went back and forth between two with what was going to be my number one and i already know that this is going to be a discussion but varsity blues i'm going to say at this point in the conversation it's like going to a michelin star restaurant and then stopping at wendy's on the way home that's what this conversation just which did. just sounds awesome just for the record <laughs> <laughs> like i totally we got Varsity Blues. Okay. There's, I, I gotta say it up front. There is things that lead, it, it, this is gonna be a when you watch it type of film, probably. But this movie is everything that I want out of a sports movie. It's ridiculous. It gets you pumped up. It's got great music. It's got quotable lines. Oh, it's quotable. <laughs> it's so quotable. Uh-huh. Our friend John and I, the other week, were literally text messaging back all morning just quotes from the movie. Um, 
Okay, so to be fair, I was a senior in high school when this came out. Um, it's about a high school that's blue and white. My team was blue and white. I knew Jonathan Moxon. I did. I had You've known James Vanderbeek <laughs> this entire time. <laughs> no, I had a friend, um, a good friend, really great friend, and uh, he was a friend of all of us. And he was the quarterback of the team oh, going to the good. Ivy League college. You know, you know, very charming, boyish. Like he was the Mox. Like, and then you would just have this movie. I mean, it's. I know you're gonna you're gonna trash it here in a moment for I, its problematic aspects, but. I just love this movie. Listen, here's the thing. Because we are not doing some deep dive into Varsity Blues, I will keep my criticism to a minimal. And here's the thing I'll say. I I loved this movie, too, when it came out. I was a huge fan of Dawson's Creek, which is a shock to no one who's probably listening to this. Um, So I, of course, saw this movie, loved this movie. And it was, I mean, for a 90s movie, I mean, it had kind of everything. It does not age well. But at that, it is very much a teenage movie of its time. And that movie and that soundtrack, they were iconic. You get your montages with Foo Fighters playing. Hero. Yeah, Hero. Um, Or even The Thunderstruck is great. Oh, yeah, for sure. um, No, I just, that's the thing. Like, Tweeter, hilarious, but. You know, and they even say it, like, he's going to go to jail. Like, you know, and I'm not going to lie to you. I had a kid on my wrestling team, definitely was Tweeter. So <laughs> we all know that. Ho- kind of- Tweeter's awful and hilarious at the right. same time. Yes. Yeah. Who doesn't love Billy Bob when Billy Bob has to go through that emotional journey? The Billy Bob stuff is scary. It is scary. <laughs> especially scary. nowadays. Yeah. And what we know about football. And I'm assuming John Voight wasn't acting. I think that's just John Voight. <laughs> Stick to the basics. Stick to the, the basics. Ba- oh yeah. my god, I could just quote that movie all day. I know you could. And like, and don't get me wrong, like again, anything I'm saying negative towards it, it's some of the cringier parts of it. But in terms of like a sports movie, it's Oh, gosh, what are you I don't say? want your laugh. I don't want your laugh. <laughs> All right, so Vanderbeek's... Vanderbeek's <laughs> southern accent, accent was... it's a little rough. Questionable. And, yes, okay, is it a little absurd when we have the, you know, attractive wallflower teacher turn out to be the <laughs> stripper is a little bit ridiculous. A little bit tossy. <laughs> a then, little bit... You know, we have, we have the whipped cream bikini. Iconic. <laughs> Sure. Without the whipped cream bikini, though, we would not have gotten Chris Evans in the whipped cream bikini in not another teen movie. So All right, never you're mind. I, I, I do. I forgive the movie now. I forgive the movie. <laughs> and the thing is, is like even as I'm as I'm trying to like you know mildly dunk on this movie, I like I liked this movie in the '90s and early 2000s. So I can't even say. And it's very funny. And I could quote it right back to you. Like yeah. it's. So, but it's just really it's funny that that's your with Jonathan Moxon, one don't of my all-time Don't talk about this favorite. like it's a journey. Stop it. <laughs> but I have to say, so it's written by, we talked about the same guy that wrote uh, Point Break, um, yes. which was funny. I actually just found out, I did not realize this. It's directed by a gentleman by the name of Brian Robbins. And this is going to be one of those quick facts that no one's going to care about but me. I had no idea. He played Eric on the TV show Head of the Class. Oh my gosh, you were literally just watching this show. I this has blown my mind. So I don't know who remembers the 80s TV show out of the class, but the director for Varsity Blues was him, and it is just fantastic. He also directed Hardball and Ready to Rumble. He's had some strange movies. It's a mixed bag, yeah. but that's okay. Everyone's got, you know, <laughs> range. No, let's not call it range. But listen, yeah. I will fully admit, no, this movie is flawed beyond belief, and it's a very much, again, of the time, like... 
It just came out of time. It hit me. I. It is so nostalgic for it. Don't be. Listen, you don't have to defend your movie. Love your movie. Oh, I love my movie. I know you. I, love, I your love my movie. movie, warts and all. <laughs> it's called warts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, do we want to move into number two? Picks? Yes. Wait. So now, are you deferring? Does that mean you take it now? Or no, no, is that no. Later? It's going oh, okay, to All right, all right. Oh, you were just doing a thing. Yeah. Okay. So my number two movie. Um, is The Little Giant. Yeah. 1994, directed by Dwayne Dunham, um, who, I didn't know this, he direct, also directed Halloween Town, which I know people get very nostalgic about uh, that film, um, put it in a line a lot with, like, Hocus Pocus is, like, kind of, like, great classic, like, Halloween movies. Um, he also directed Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. You've never seen Homeward never Bound, seen The Incredible Journey. Never seen it. I was giving you that look. Of <laughs> Why do you hate animals so much? <laughs> I don't hate animals. That movie? I just ma- don't need to see a two-hour movie about an animal. That movie is so sweet, and it makes me cry. And it's like, I mean, that's an actual journey. <laughs> that's a real journey. Um, so anyways, but The Little Giant's like, I, I love this movie. I love, I love a good, like, Misfits story. Like, anything where it's a group of, like, scrappy kids who don't seem to have a shot, shouldn't be in league. And if you don't know this, so the movie is about, um, you know, a peewee football team called the Little Giants. Um, Their big adversaries are the Cowboys, because the Cowboys are evil. Um, And it's just, like, this great story. It's Rick Moranis. How do you not love Rick Moranis? Nothing ever is bad with Rick Moranis. No, everything is made better by his presence. And I loved it because... Like, when I was growing up, I loved Icebox. Like, Icebox was everything. Like, she was, like, such an icon in my youth. And I just loved... It was such a funny movie. It's so sweet. And it gave us Devin Sawa. It did. It did. Never gonna complain about that. Like, Devin Sawa looms large in, like, my adolescence. And, like, I just... I love that movie. I love you were talking about earlier, like the relationship um, in Remember the Titans, like the uh, father daughter relationship with that. I love the one in in the Little Giants, um, because like there's nothing about Rick Moranis that immediately screams he's going to be the guy to rally these kids to have a winning football team. But right. it happens, and I love how it happens. And I remember like because well, he got Ed O'Neill just being his slimiest. Ed O'Neill is so mean in this movie. <laughs> you know what I love though about it is he always still really cares about his his um, granddaughter niece. niece niece niece. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. So I, I like that that was still there at least. Yes, and like, and I just it, it's it's got all of your sports things you want to have happen. I don't think it's as like emotionally like you're gonna cry watching it as something like remember no. the titans like it definitely doesn't do that but it's just again it gives you all of that like kind of sweet feel it, and it's you know it's fun to see like all of these kids kind of get involved in sports and in and, and ways that they probably wouldn't but i just i don't know i love them although the snot bubble scene used to really gross me out as a kid i did not love that <laughs> movies 80 percent mental 30 percent physical <laughs> I and got some good quote lines. I like um I always my favorite is always and I always think about this when I'm watching one of my teams and they're playing terrible when they have the they gain a yard and the entire f- parents all go crazy. They're like we gained a yard and everybody goes crazy. I always think that's all yell that out a lot of times when our teams doing terrible but they oh like have God. one good play. That's why you do that. Yeah. I don't know why I never connected. That's why you do that. Yeah, I just love it. I love and again like I think it really comes down to me like work Moranis and the character of Icebox, and obviously I grew up in a Giants household. And so what's like, the what's the the big play? The annexation of Puerto Rico. Gotta love it. <laughs> <laughs> and I again like 
very little about sports growing up, but I could have told you that at any point in my life, like what the big play was. It's just, it is. It's a really fun movie. And again, like kind of scrappy underdog stories always play really well with me. Excellent. So what is your number two? And Little Giants is up there with me. I like that. I don't know if it would have been my top five, but... Uh, so my next one actually could have been my number one. I ended up putting it number two because you're going to come at me with an argument and I'm going to have a hard time defending mine against the argument. Oh, I'm curious here. But it is more of the downtrodden film. It is definitely your more sullen sports film. But I am going to go with Friday Night Lights. Oh, great pick. Yeah. Great pick. A night, a film about the, it's a true life story about the 1988 Odessa, Texas football team. Oh my God, that movie to me is the, that is probably to me the best made football film. Um, one of, if not the best. Um, it is, anybody that's seen it, it is more sullen. It is sad. Um, you know, much different than what we were just talking about with Varsity Blues. I will it's... say, like, the representation of Texas football in your number one pick versus your yeah. number two pick. <laughs> right. Like, I think it's number one, the, your number one pick is what you want Texas football yeah. to be, but it's more and like so number it's two. Bit, so it's based off the book, which was about the 1988 season. Um, and I know that there's some things with the story that now is a little bit, you know, question. So we're going to talk, you know, just talking just specifically about the film. It's just, you have Billy Bob Thornton as coach Gaines. And to me, again, just that coach that I want to follow. Um, I love him in this film because he's not over the top rowdy. Like he is just very stern, wants the best for his team, trying to find the best way through the, you know, the season. And then you just start to care about all of these characters, you know, and, and the, the kids and what they go through from, you know, the quarterback to the running back to, uh, yeah. you know, and, and Booby Miles and what he goes through with his injury and the heartbreak of, like, what he thought he was going to have to losing that and, and the linebacker. It's just, and you get to, you know, the big game. And like I said, these are, there's going to be spoilers. This movie doesn't end happy. Um, it, it ends very sadly because they do not win the game. They have the big comeback. You think they're going to win, but then, you know, they end up not. And it's like you these kids are going – one kid's abused. One yep. kid's, you know, got an injury that's going to end his career when he thought he would be a college yeah, – or, I mean, a pro player. Like, you know, and just all these kids and what they went through in their personal lives. And it's just that movie. And then you have that score – throughout the entire film. Um, Which becomes just, everyone's score for when they think about high school now. Yeah, Because it absolutely. just makes you so nostalgic. It's like an instant nostalgia. Like, listen, Peter Berg, who directed this, is a funny director to me because he's not the type... He generally doesn't make type of films or in the way that I would normally attract to, but... For some reason, I like his movies. Um, you I know. actually get what you're saying because, like, when you list them out, they aren't, I think, the movies that you readily go for, but they seem to just kind of, like, sing. Because he does have a... I think he has a way of telling those stories. Like, he's very good with character development, and he makes you, like, very immediately attached to people. And, like, Friday Night Lights is a, obviously a great example of that because I think there's an authenticity to which to how Peter Berg puts you inside of story that I think is really important. Like, because I don't think he wants to make anything glossy. Like yeah. he, when you're watching Friday night lights, you feel like you're watching an actual football program and you feel like I am within the space of what 
unfortunately teenagers go through. I am in the space of those pressures, the kind of the hardships of, you know, unfortunately not everyone's home life is stable. And that sometimes like these programs are the only thing that provide the stability that a kid needs and why these things are so, why extracurriculars are so important. And Friday Night Lights does such an amazing job at that. And, And it is, it's not an easy movie. No. And I think I hadn't seen the film until we had already started watching Friday Night Lights, the TV show, which is a very different... And we love Friday Night Lights. Absolutely. And And this is where I knew some argument would be made. But here's the thing. Because there's an argument to be made that the TV show is better. Yes. But I'm actually going to say where I think the film is better is, again, it kind of comes down to the authenticity factor. There is something about Billy Bob Thornton's speech about perfection. I want that to read it because make, that was something I was. I had it here. makes me want to cry. It is it is one of my all time sports moment because if you haven't seen it, but or those that you just need that reminder, it's they're down big at halftime in the state championship game, and it doesn't look like we're going to do. And he's just trying to rally the team and just talk to them about this how they've gotten to this point. And he just gives this, this you know, speech, this quote, and I just love it. I'm taking this part of the podcast to read it because it's just one of my favorite, and it literally gets me emotional when I hear it. Like if I do a pump up montage video for whatever thing, like that is, and it's being perfect is not about scoreboard out there. It's about winning, or excuse me, it's not about winning. It's about you and your relationship with yourself, your family, and your friends. Being perfect is about being able to look your friends in the eye and know that you didn't let them down because you told them the truth. And the truth is you did everything you could. That was, there wasn't one more thing you could have done. Can you live in that moment as best you can with clear eyes and love in your heart, with joy in your heart? If you can do that, gentlemen, you're perfect. Yeah, right. Like, I want to cry. Yeah. Like, I want to cry. And I don't... And here's the thing. I actually... Because I know we would talk about, like, the TV show aspect of this. I don't even want to compare them. I think of them as two very... Because, listen... Coach Taylor, clear eyes, full heart. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, that's definitely you're taking. Yeah. Coach Taylor's comes directly from that quote. And Coach Taylor pretty much does that like every episode. And Friday Night Lights, with the exception of season two, which is is garbage. (laughs) But like the the rest of the show, particularly once Journey Smollett and Michael B. Jordan are part of the cast, like the show is phenomenal. But this movie, I mean, this movie is really something. It's something special. It is not your easy feel-good sports movie, mm-hmm. but it's probably the movie that I think can express the importance of the love of sport and the importance of passion in your sport. Definitely. Sweet. So we're going with that. That's I mean, your number one. It's not actually that sweet. <laughs> and I agree with you. We probably don't need to compare. The, the TV show is amazing. You and I will, yeah, again, it's a TV show that if you don't love football, still watch it. It's, it's not, such an amazing it's show. Such a, the football such a secondary thing. And I think that's why they're very different because the TV show is fictional and this is at least based around reality. And so they're very different from and that And great standpoint. performances. And it doesn't shy away from the grit of the stuff no, that's in Friday Night no. Lights, the film. I'm glad you said Journey Smollett because, of, and I'm kind of you know turning a little bit, but she's actually in a, a fairly enjoyable uh, football film called Gridiron Gang, um, where she's oh, in yeah, with right. yeah. uh, Dwayne Johnson, um, and she's great in it. Like she's she's always so good. Well, she's in everything great in everything. She's in. But that's another little fun one to watch. Not on my list or anything, yeah. but just another side film that I think deserves a little more credit than I think it gets. So I'm about to. Um, Say my number three, and it's going to really change the conversation. We need to. We, we were a little too serious there. We were serious. My number three is The Replacements. 
And yes. I will not apologize for it. No one should ever <laughs> apologize for that. The Washington Sentinels. Yes. It's Shane Falco. Shane, that is, he's got to be up there on your number one quarterbacks, maybe. Well, for sure. I will, yeah. he, but he's, I like him best as a quarterback when he's Johnny Utah. I was going to ask you. That was a good question. I was going to say, <laughs> Shane Falco or Johnny Utah? Johnny Utah. Who are you picking to win the game for you? Johnny Utah. <laughs> because I don't know why. It's really weird. And now I saw the replacements before I saw Point Break, but I would still say he's more convincing as a quarterback when he's Johnny Utah than when he's when he's Shane Falco. I don't know why. It's just how I feel. <laughs> um, I love this movie. I know it's so ridiculous. It's so absurd. It's as absurd as like Varsity Blues, if not even more oh, so. But this one's supposed to be. Yes, it is supposed to be. It like is a action. comedy. Yes. I mean, the movie's a comedy. And it's great. Gene Hackman, you know, as a coach in that, which is hilarious, just like because obviously like the Hoosiers connection here makes that even like funnier. And that um, would be Hackman's last film that he did, if I'm not mistaken. Oh my gosh. Is that? You got to fact check that because I'm kind of curious. It's directed by Howard Deutsch or Howie Deutsch, who directed uh, The Great Outdoors and Some Kind of Wonderful. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. And I know that's you love Some pedigree. Kind of Wonderful. Um, Are my sister Jolene, huge, some kind of wonderful Yeah. Film. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, so it's really, it's always, I always find it interesting looking at some of the filmography because it's like when it's the film you know, but it's not like the same as like those director kind of like, and I hate to say this, but almost like those brand name, like they're so iconic, you know, everything they've directed. So it was like looking a little bit at the filmography uh, to see, but the replacements to me is just really funny. My favorite part of it is the kicker. Cause he's wiry. Like right. um, <laughs> um, nobody likes a quitter, Jimmy. Like I, I just, I, I find the movie very quotable, really fun. It has all the kind of like great, like sports moments you want to have. It actually uses music, but it uses like modern music. Like I think it deploys it in a really fun way. Um, you know, there's a nice like romance subplot to it. I, it may, I mean, the movie, honestly, from a sports standpoint, it absolutely makes no sense. But it's I have so cheesy. It's so cheesy. <laughs> but it's awesome. It's so, I'm literally picturing like like Keanu Reeves' hair like flopping over to the one side as he's slow mo running out to the field. Like I, I don't care though. I love it. I have to be it honest though, laugh. and that's the fun thing about this movie is we're gonna watch it after. The I podcast. don't know. Like I have so many. I have a lot of really good friends that are football fans, and almost. I don't know any of them that don't like this movie. Like, we all movie. just love this movie. How do you not love this movie? John Favreau in it? Ridiculous. <laughs> oh my gosh, John Favreau is in this. He plays the police officer. He, he plays that, like, wild man. <laughs> Favreau unhinged is my favorite kind of Favreau. We've been talking a lot of Favreau lately. We watch a lot of Dinner for Five. If you don't know, it was a TV show on IFC. Um, it was so Favreau like now I mean is you know becoming one of the biggest directors in the right. game right it's hard not to talk about him right now John Favreau who's just yeah exactly saving Star Wars left and right <laughs> like um, not that it needed to be saved but I mean really honestly uniting the fan base um and he, you know, so he did this TV show where he would bring essentially, and it's very much a snapshot of the early 2000s. One, because we would stay up late watching IFC. Yeah. So that's definitely a snapshot of the early 2000s. I and then we stayed up late. I think we came home from work that late. Uh, yeah, that's true. So we worked in <laughs> a movie theater. We'd come home and dinner for five would be on. Yeah. But it would be like, so one of the episodes, it was John Favreau, Kevin Smith, Ben Affleck, J.J. Abrams, Jennifer Garner, and Colin Farrell. If that's not, or maybe it wasn't J.J. Abrams. Some, was. yeah, yeah, that wasn't Abrams. Some, wasn't it was one, like but. some mixture like that. It's very much of its time. But anyways, we've been talking a lot about John Favreau lately, and he does. He has these like really iconic side character moments. He's chameleon like, and then but you always he's always memorable. Yes, he's always the part of the movie where you're like, I definitely remember that dude in the yeah. movie. Like, and for a while, although I believe we started talking about Favreau with you going, oh my god, I forgot he was in that movie. <laughs> 
oh my gosh, I really did do that. But I do remember his part in that movie. So that's my number three. What is your number three? Uh, moving on. So I'm going to go with one. Weirdly, I don't think a lot of people remember for some reason because it was huge when it came out. Uh, it's a film called The Program. It came out in the early 90s. Um, and it is about a college football team, a fictional college football team, West Canaan. No, I'm sorry. That's Varsity oh, Blues. Excuse me. I apologize. West Canaan Coyotes. The, uh, the school for some reason, the university for some reason is escaping me. But James Conn is the coach. And it's supposed to be your, like, kind of, like, look into a college football program, right? And so everything's pumped up to 11 with this movie because, you know, everything is the worst case scenario or best case scenario. You know, you have your Heisman Trophy winner who's got the alcoholic father, you know. You have, you know, the, you know, from the bad neighborhood, you know, running back. And then you have like, um, you know, the steroid linebacker, like all of these things that just happen throughout it. But I just, and my, then you have the best study buddy in the world, Halle Berry. You have Halle Berry. You can't, yeah. Right. She's such a Halle bit Berry, character yeah. in this movie, but she's memorable, uh, because it's Halle Berry, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, I, Christy Swanson's in this movie. Oh, uh, yeah. So, um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I was I was a young kid when I saw it. I was like thirteen, but I still enjoy it when I watch it. Like again, it's not the best representation of you know what a program should be. Like again, but like just that kind of like just enjoyment of a, a sports movie give me what you want like James Conn's so good in it uh, my brother took me to see it we went to see it in the movie theater and I remember just being in the theater and I'm just entranced on it you know it was one of the better uh, on the field football films that I had seen at that point like I said it's not gonna be for everybody there's a couple of scenes in it that are like eh, very you know not you don't want to see um but it's well, and I think, you know, when you have uh, sports movies, I think at different times try to like encapsulate like what would have been maybe problems or problematic natures of programs. Like, yeah. you know, what are the things that people kind of worry about with sports or like what do we, how are sports outlets or like what are kind of the archetypes of people that we kind of expect to be in on a team? Um, because then we feel like that helps us frame the narrative better if those like archetypes are there because we know where to be invested and like what those stories are instantly. So it's kind of those easy way outs. But like, you know, and I think that's the thing. If you can have authentic feeling scenes, like you're saying best on the field. So and a, I good mean, coach, listen, a good coach uh, makes a sports movie. I, I played, you know, I, I played one year of eighth grade football when I was in seventh grade. I weighed 80 pounds. So like, I know about football. You do. Yes. I know about it. That's clearly the so. category we're looking for. <laughs> my, my claims of fame where we played, um, I was going to quit the team. Um, and they told my dad that if I quit, we didn't have enough players. So the whole team had to fold. So I had to, I had to play even though I was like, cause I, what happened was as my friends would probably be laughing right now, I was too old to play on the seventh grade team. <laughs> so I had to play on the eighth grade team. And I like, at the time I only weighed like 80 pounds, even though that's about the weight of my foot right now. But like, <laughs> so, so I ended up playing, I played receiver, never had one pass thrown at me. Um, and, and got 
I think that's like the end literally of what a receiver hit supposed to twice have. where I flew off the ground and like those are my highlights. So I mean guys, he knows sports. I know sports. So saying that, <laughs> I don't know exactly if this is the most accurate depiction of a college program, but it feels authentic. <laughs> It felt authentic to you when you saw you felt like you were watching exactly. football. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so speaking of college football programs, I'm going to go with my number four pick. Yeah. And I mean, this is an iconic, and I already, I have... Oh, gosh, I know. I'm surprised this isn't higher on your list before you go with it, but go. Honestly, I have to, even when I was, like, writing it down to prepare for this, I was just like, this really should be number two. <laughs> um, so that is the the classic 1993 Rudy. Rudy! I mean, Rudy's a, I, okay, again. Not phenomenally accurate. Who cares? Um, who cares? It's a great sports movie. I don't care if it's accurate. I actually, um, a friend of mine in high school, her mom went to school with Rudy and knew Rudy. Um, this is the first time you're hearing this information. No, it where. just was very space balls. <laughs> what does that make us? Absolutely nothing. Um, and told stories about it, yeah. like about that time at Notre Dame. And so I grew up a, a big fan of Notre Dame. I just love like kind of the fighting Irish culture and like, and honestly, you'll never visit a more beautiful campus than the University of Notre Dame. It is something special. It's in South Bend, Indiana. There's nothing else around it. Um, you fly into the tiniest of tiny airports. It's actually kind of terrifying. Um, but it's it's an amazing when you're in when you're on that campus. It is hard not to get caught up in it. The grotto, the touchdown Jesus, the you know that's the that's what they call it. So I'm no, I, I'm with you. The stadium, the bookstore is one of the most beautiful bookstores you ever go into here in your life. It, the entirety of the campus feels as steeped in history as it is. And so, you know, the movie Rudy feels very nostalgic for that. Again, obviously, I like a scrappy underdog story. I like anything, obviously, as we now know with John Favreau. Um, and <laughs> very it just, memorable. And it's honestly, it's, it's again, it's one of those stories that you just, you like seeing the triumph of that moment. You like getting to see this character who you feel like is as downtrodden as they come, can't even get into Notre Dame at first, like not accepted in the program, wor- works as, you know, butt off to finally get on the field and it gets to have that moment. And it just, it's again, what sports movies can do at their best is make you feel the possibilities of anything that you want to do. And Rudy does that. Rudy makes you feel well like... Said. Thank well you. said. Thank you. I f- can I tell you? <laughs> felt good about well, it. You felt good. I, felt I like good it. it. No, I can't argue. Like, you talked about how, like, there's, you know, it may not be the exact... And I'm with you. Who cares? Like, because yeah. this movie, this is what you want to see. You don't want to see the real story. No. You want to see the... This person went through hell but kept working. We want that underdog story. And it's such a great underdog story. And Sean Mastin does a brilliant job Everything builds to the last few minutes of that film <sighs> where that one play you just are Rudy 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 I mean oh. but it leads up to them putting the jersey oh. like what are you doing who cares if it's bullshit that's what I want to see right <laughs> I there know, I have you chills. get goosebumps I have chills. you know you just yeah and like you know movie. us that have nieces and nephews so in sports like that's that's what that's what you dream about right yeah, you this want underdog that. that you fight for everything and you scrap for everything and you get those big moments so yeah Rudy number four awesome that's the guy who directed Hoosiers Come right. on, come on. Do you want to talk more Gene Hackman? I'm all day here talking about We're Gene Hackman. We're going to have a Gene Hackman episode. All right, what's your number four? My number four, um, it's, I'm going to go through this quickly because this is going to be the, you know, solemn moment of the f- podcast. Um, it's Invincible. 
Um, oh, so yeah. Mark Wahlberg, um, you know, he plays the... He ends up walking on... It's kind of fun, you know, go with that compared to Rudy, because it's essentially the same type of thing, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. The bartender that has a walk-on for the Philadelphia Eagles, true story, gets to play for them, Vince Papali. Um, the movie's got some of the worst football scenes I've ever seen, but, <laughs> yeah, like, again, it just... It's that disney aspect of it that it's just about building up a hero, the underdog to get there. Sentimentally, you know... It's an Eagles movie and happened to be the last movie I got to see with my dad in the theaters and the last movie him and I watched together. We had seen it the uh, Wednesday before he ended up passing away. So it will always have this special place in my heart, no matter anything else about the film, that it just emotes, like, I just, you know, that movie connects with me and it will always connect me. It's the Eagles in that moment and, like, you know, and, and I always have this funny story about that is, like, there was another movie my dad had really wanted to see. It hadn't come out yet, but we're sitting in the movie theater. Like, I'd invited him to go see them because we'd go see the movies, like, once a month. And he came. We got there. We're sitting in the movie theater. And the trailer for this other movie comes on. And my dad's got this confused face on. <laughs> and I look at him like, oh, don't you? I thought you wanted to see it. He goes, I do. I goes, I just thought that's what we were watching Oh, that's today. really funny. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is the Eagles. He goes, oh, no, I want to see this, too. So, and we both enjoyed it. It's just a yeah. good, fun movie. It's just, it get you know, feel-good film. I don't anyone can appreciate it but I think if you're an Eagles fan you can have a whole nother layer because there there is a culture and there is a love and there's a scrappiness to being a Philadelphian and to being a Philadelphia Eagles fan and like <laughs> it's on it's my mom always called them the Beagles I know your mom called them the Beagles <laughs> I was doing because Elizabeth Banks in the movie is a Giants fan and she t- right. she says tell me about your beloved Eagles yes <laughs> um, so no and, and again like I think that movie is actually more about what it means for like the city of Philadelphia to kind of Again, those yeah, they love that blue collar. Like, yeah. I mean, who cares I mean, if the guy played like two plays? It doesn't matter. It's a fun movie. And again, I <laughs> he's think a Philly icon. Yeah, and it's it's a really fun movie. About Mark Wahlberg's not always my favorite, but I, I enjoy him in this. He's really fun in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good. One. Yeah. What about you? All right. So my number this five. is your number five. Yes. It's a weird one to end on because um, <laughs> I feel like my reasons for liking this movie as a football movie are going to be so surface. Um, it's the movie Leatherheads, directed by George <laughs> Clooney. Um, if you don't know, I love vintage culture. It's set in the 1920s. It's very much like, ah, oh, we got a football game here. Like, you know, it's, um, it's very much, I don't know how great of a sports movie it is, but it's meant to be like a farcical look at like 1920s football. The, you know, the term being Leatherheads because the helmets used to be made out of leather. Um, it's Renee Zellweger, John Krasinski, George Clooney. And I mean, like, I love George Clooney in anything. He's one of those Hollywood actors that looks like you can drop him in any time period and it works. He's super, super charming in it. Um, it's a fun sports movie. It's a funny sports movie. It's a lot more about the romance. Um, and yeah. I just, I like the time period it's set in. Um, so it, yeah, it's set in 1925. The costume is really fun. The kind of atmosphere around it. Kind of the ridiculousness of, like, what football back then looked right, like. right. So honestly, it's just to me, it's a really fun, I, I think, I wouldn't say necessarily underrated, but I think it's pretty overlooked a lot it's of the time. It's very overlooked, and I agree with you. It's a fun movie, and it was funny because Krasinski was very still fresh at that point, and Clooney yeah. was at the top, so it was a weird pairing at the moment. Like, now Krasinski's huge, so, but... Because Krasinski's played as, like, the heartthrob, and yeah. what's funny about that is that's not who he... Now, if you think about Krasinski now, you'd right. be like, of course Krasinski looks like the heartthrob football Absolutely. player. He's gorgeous, but, like... The, Good-looking man. 
<laughs> listen, I see you when we're watching Jack Ryan. Yes. Like, but it's but it's Krasinski back then. You have to think so this is two thousand and eight. So it's, yeah. it's it's but it's honestly to me it's a really it's a fun movie and like he kind of has this you know gosh golly gee kind of like yeah, vibe like about it. him. I like it's your fun. list. Your list feels very you. Um, everything I could have probably predicted. Leatherheads threw me off a little bit, but I told it once you said it. It totally makes sense. Yes. It's completely your era of wanting to film. Yeah. I like it. Very What's your cool. number five? So I'm going to cheat, as always. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm going to go the Patriots, Belichick style and cheat a little bit here and get my little extra edge. and give So you... are you deflating your list and making it smaller? <laughs> nice. Um, I'm going to give you two quick. Um, I won't talk about them too deeply because they're, they're very surface level films. It's just ones that I like. Um, necessary Roughness. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that is kind of like the college version of the replacements, right? Yeah, yeah, Scott Bakula sure. plays. I had to look this up. Joni Chachi felt Scott. What? Scott Bakula. What is he's not Chachi? <laughs> Scott Bayo. <laughs> Scott Bayo and Scott Bakula. Uma Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> Charles in charge is leaping from one body, trying to be right. What went, went, went wrong? Okay, we've gone off the rails here. Um, oh my god! <laughs> off the, we went out of bounds. Um, all right, so necessary rough. The Scott Bakula, who I used to think felt like such the old quarterback in this movie, and I just looked it up. He's thirty-four years old, and I went, "Oh, that makes me feel bad." Um, but you got Sinbad, hilarious. <laughs> That's right. I said Simon. Jason Bateman during his funny, like, kind of post-Hogan's family, but before the, you know, Arrested Development years, obviously. It's just a goofy movie, but it makes me laugh. Love it. Um, and the other one is a great... Uh, we were just talking about romantic comedies this week. We did the show for Steel Stacks, and I feel like this could be on a great romantic comedy list. Lucas. Oh, yeah. Love Lucas. Corey Haim. Throw it to Lucas. Uh, yes. I mean, that's just, it's just, you got Carrie Green. You love uh, Carrie Green. Love Carrie Green. Lucas, again, you just want to root for Lucas through this whole movie. And, like, you do. And, like, he's such a lovable kid. And you just, you know, Winona Ryder sees, you know, what's great in him. And he's, uh, I just really like it. And, you know, he's, I, what I love about this film, though, is, it doesn't work out, right? Like, no. you have your big sports moment. You think Lucas is going to pull off the play. And then you have this this hilarious scene of don't throw it to Lucas. Throw it to Lucas. <laughs> yeah. Don't throw it to Bly. You know, and he gets it. And you're like, yeah. And then all of a sudden everything just goes wrong. And it just ends with this really sad moment kind of. And then we build back to it. But he doesn't get the girl. You know, he doesn't get the big sports moment. But he still becomes the hero and still loved. And so I love Lucas. It makes me happy. No, I like your reasonings for that, and I'm glad we're ending in a space where nothing works out at the end, and it's Scott Bakula, Scott Bayo confusion. Scott Bakula, Scott Bayo, yeah. that will be the forever debate um, going on. <laughs> so that's our big list. I, I just a couple of movies that we have to talk about here in overtime, quick. Go ahead. Because here's the thing: anybody that's going to listen to this list is going to go, dude. You guys missed some major movies. So oh, for sure. all the credit to any given Sunday. It's oh, yeah. huge. Yeah. Oliver Stone. The NFL hated it because it just makes professional football look like the worst. And it's Oliver Stone. It's over the top. Yes. Um, you know, but if you're a football fan, you have to at some point watch any of it. It's a peek behind the curtain. The Longest Yard, 
Burt Reynolds version. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I was so mad with the remake with Adam Sandler because I think Adam Sandler does really good films, but then he just has to put sometimes this goofiness in, and that was the problem with okay. The Longest Yard. All right. At a point in his life, Adam Sandler did really good films. Well, he can. Let's he say can. that. He, he just did Uncut Gems, which people oh, love. Oh, so, um, But Longest, Burt Reynolds' Longest Yard, um, Brian's song is probably the biggest all-time Football movie, maybe sports movie. Would you say if someone hadn't seen it, that's a how could you? I, I don't know. Audience, you let us know. Is yeah, Brian's song know in the a how could you? I've seen it. I loved it. Um, it's I, a, but it's a movie of the week. It was not a release. So does that count as a? I don't know. But I think it does. And the problem is, is like I'm asking because I haven't seen it, and I know it's a big yeah. football movie. So those are some big ones, and then obviously you know ones that were out there. Draft day. We are Marshall. The Water Boy gets up there. All the right moves. If you pause it at the right moment. Moment. Yep. Um, <laughs> and then like then you also have like The Blind Side, which you and I are not fans of. I'm not a fan of it. So and I, I feel like that's that movie that has just fallen out of grace. And as I say, that's why I don't even want to like put it within the listing. Uh, we Are Marshall to me has one of my favorite like Matthew McConaughey moments in film. Yes. All class. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that yeah. moment is everything. That's that movie's that movie, hard. It's not, it's a hard watch. It's sad. It doesn't have all the upbeats and it's kind of not. I don't know. It misses something with it, but there are moments in it that are so it's good. It's the redemptive power of sports yeah. again. Like, you know, and that's kind of like something that I think can be a common theme again in sports movies. But the problem is it's a really hard thing. It has to come back from in the beginning. And again, it's based on a true story. Um, but it's definitely one to check out. For yeah. Sure. So hopefully you guys, this inspires you to, you know, watch some of these films or let us know if you forgot any. Yeah. I mean, and let us know what your favorites were. Right. And let us know what you think of the Super Bowl this weekend and the weekend's performance, because that's, I think, the only part I'm really All excited right. for. Here's the point. part that's going to age badly by yeah. the time anybody listens to this next week. Yeah. What's your prediction for the game? Uh, Buccaneers are going to win. You got, you're going with the Buccaneers. Yep. Going to give a score? No. All right. Because I did was not prepared for that, but I knew if you <laughs> I'm asked, I'm going to blow out for the the Kansas City team. <laughs> Andy Reid gets his second Super Bowl, and I'm going to hate every moment of it. That's the team we. Do I was so rooting for them last year, and now I can't root for them. <laughs> but I think it's I think it's going to be a slaughter. But never bet against Tom Brady, right? Never bet against Tom Brady. And more importantly, will there be a good commercial? Yes. And how will the weekend be? The weekend's going to be amazing. Because the weekend has had blinding lights this year, which I think was like, you know, the highlight of 2020 was that song. Um, I am anticipating mostly the Michael B. Jordan Alexa ad. I want to see that ad. <laughs> and it keeps getting teased, and now I want to see it in its full force. So I'm looking forward to it. All right. Excellent. Can't wait. So if you are not already, please follow us on Instagram at How Could You Podcast, on Twitter at How Could You Pod. You can always send suggestions, thoughts, and comments to our email address, which is HowCouldYouPodcast at gmail.com. If you have some time, whatever platform you listen to us, uh, leave a review, um, hopefully a favorable one. Hopefully that nothing has to do with my Bayobacula confusion. Um, <laughs> it helps us out. It helps to get uh, the word out there about our podcast. Uh, we appreciate you listening. We're going to be back to our gaps in film knowledge next week with... Pulp Fiction. Excellent. I can't wait for that one. Uh, yeah. Um, thanks again for everybody uh, listening. Um, make sure you look for Lauren's drink uh, to pair with the podcast or watch, you know, drink while you're watching the Super Bowl. Enjoy the game. If that's not your thing, enjoy Puppy Bowl, whatever <laughs> CBS TV shows on, whatever, whatever. You, actually, you know, it's CBS actually hosted I think the game. CBS, yeah. All right. Scott Bayo, Scott Bakula. <laughs> Until next time, enjoy the Odyssey. Enjoy the Odyssey.